This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Fitzy. The Sox swept the Yanks. There was a Father's Day sweep, and they won all three. And that is really good news to me. Hello, and happy day after Father's Day to one and all. We come to you on the morning of Juneteenth, June 19th, 2023. Breaking Boston. It's more like breaking Yanks. Breaking rank? No, we're breaking stride. That's right, because the Red Sox, who came in stumbling and bumbling, having lost two of three at home to the Colorado Rockies, the worst team in the National League, turn it around. A nice lopsided 10-run affair Friday night. They win 15-5, to and honestly, it didn't even feel like it was that close. Mother Nature gives everybody the day off on Saturday. We've got a meteorologically rescheduled doubleheader on Father's Day. The Sox win in the 135 affair with a pitching lineup that no one would have ever possibly had on their Red Sox bingo card. And then Sunday night, mm, chef's kiss. I think we've got a stud in the making in the Red Sox rotation. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens coming to you here on the latest Breaking Boston, where each and every morning we give you a hot cup of what's going on in Boston sports to start your day, set the table, and feed your Boston sports fandom. Give us a follow at FitzyGFY, and of course, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this pod. We love it when we hear from you. It was a very interesting weekend at Fenway. I would like to uh, remind Nestor Cortez uh, of the New York Yankees, who recently said about this Red Sox-Yankee rivalry, which still is not even nearly or close to crank up to what it used to be. I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, he said, it doesn't feel like what we have with Tampa now or with Toronto now. You could argue that they haven't been who they really are the last couple of years. Yeah. You could probably argue that, Nestor, and I could also argue, and I think a lot of others would back me up, that you guys aren't who you were the last couple of years or any time recently. Now, I do understand that the Yankees, who were outscored by the Red Sox 25-8 to over the weekend, can you believe it? Yes, I can, Joe. The Red Sox more than tripled the Yankees' offensive output over the weekend. They are without Aaron Judge, and I understand he's a massive difference maker. We're talking about 62 Long Johnson's last year, 62 ding-dongs is nothing to scoff at, said one in many a scholar. 
from previous day and age. I understand he makes the entire lineup. He was the AL MVP last year. That award, along with the Cy Young right now, should be wrapped up by the man who will soon be the richest person in the history of baseball, Shohei Otani. God, what a show that guy is. Yeah, okay, so Aaron Judge makes a big difference. But you can't just excuse it all away and say, like, everything would have been completely different if Aaron Judge was in the lineup for the Yankees because there's plenty of other guys in there that have been more productive, that have hit better before as well. They're just not getting the job done. The Yankees are in a bit of a tailspin. I believe now they fall to 39 and 33 on the season. Your Red Sox have a winning record. Sure. It's only 37 and 35, I believe, at this point. Coop, am I correct? They're two games over 500 at this point. You would be correct. That would be correct, wouldn't it? Thank you very much. See, that's the nice part about technology and having a producer when you were previously, when you record a podcast, you can just have them jump right in with the stats and the info. That's what you get on Breaking Beat. You don't get that on a lot of other podcasts. That's where we talk Boston sports on the regular folks. So that is two games over 500 for your Red Sox now with the Father's Day sweep and the three-game sweep. Here's Here's what's fun about all this. The Red Sox got contributions all weekend long from the most random assortment of guys that we would have never even heard of last week, let alone heading into the season. Sure, sure. You know, Verdu- Justin Turner Friday night has uh, six ribeyes. He's got a salami, and then he's got another two-run ding dong as well. Yeah, you know who Justin Turner is. He's the the savvy veteran in the lineup, uh, f- fresh from the Dodgers, where he played a long time. Uh, that's great. Uh, Verdugo got cooking this weekend as well. You know Devers. You know Kike. Uh, not a terrible weekend for him at short as well. So that's big news. But how about this? You get. Uh, Friday night, Tanner Houck is in the middle of an absolute boss start. It's 10-1 or 11-1 at the time. Sox are just running roughshod on the Yankees. And then there's a liner, a comebacker, uh, that just hits him straight in the face, drops to the drops to all fours on the mound. He's bleeding. They have to stop the game. they got to bring in another, another pitcher. So there's about a 15-minute break in the action as I was listening to McDonough and uh, – Joe do their thing on the weekend. Great combo. They're perfect for Father's Day weekend. So you think, oh, geez, these guys just can't catch a break. They're finally whipping the Yanks. Maybe they're going to turn things around. And now you lose Hauk for a while because he did have to go to the IL. He does have a facial fracture, but it doesn't seem like this is going to be a bad long-term injury. It could have been so much worse. I think a lot of us got some of those Bryce Flory tremors when he was hit in the face with a liner a long time ago, bloodied. It really just shook his career. He I, he was never the same pitcher after that. I know Matt Clement, when he was pitching for the Sox, I think back in 2005, took a liner to the chops as well. Justin Turner got hit earlier this season. He got a little bloodied up. That was scary, but obviously he was all right because he had six ribbies on Friday night. So we'll see how long Tanner Houck is out for. And that could have been the, well, they won Friday night, but now this the season, or rather the series and the weekend turned around for him. But no. Wait, we're talking uh, a guy by the name of Joe Jacuse got the win on Friday night. I- sure, sure he did. We uh, insert name here got the win Friday night. Random Charlie, uh, you know, fast pitcherman. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Worcester Willie came in. You know, <laughs> Wally the Green Monster could have stepped on the mound. They were up by so many runs Friday night. It's the EA make a player like Barry Bonds. They couldn't have him in the game <laughs> for real. Yeah. For, like seriously, the the names that we're gonna trot out that contributed over the weekend, Coop, 
Hang with me for a second. I just want to make sure I get them all right because we're all learning together on this unique, bizarre, evolving, interesting, frustrating, and reasonably entertaining Red Sox season. I mean, when when I sit here right now and pull out the old major league line, like, hey, who are these guys? Nobody knows. I, you, What's like, on second? That's, yeah, it's, like who's on second? No, literally, not who's. Who is on second? Yeah. Like, I understand you have to keep tabs of it, working the broadcast and the, uh, the WEI uh, broadcast booth, Twitter feed, Brad Foe show, baseball isn't boring. Like, you're on top of all of it. But your head must be spinning right now as well because, like, you've got on Sunday, uh, I was doing the, the morning show on WEI from 10A to 1230P because there was the rain delay doubleheader. Uh, our Sunday afternoon Father's Day radio show got cut short a little bit. And as of, I think, 10.30 a.m., we only finally learned who the starter was going to be. And it was Caleb Ort. That's right. Yep. The, re- the reliever who was a bit of a human batting practice machine in his the previous Warthog. relief outings. The Warthog. Uh, Caleb the Conqueror uh, got the start. He ended up being an opener. I think he went two and a third. Uh, he, he did give up a massive home run. In the first inning, to uh, was it to uh, Glaber? It was to Glaber Torres. It, yeah. was, to, it was to it was to five to dead center. Yeah, it was. Just, there was nothing cheap about that whatsoever. And then you're thinking like, all right, so now Hauk gets hurt Friday. It's one of those like, oh guys, you should have saved up some of the runs that you scored Friday night. You're going to need them because you got a doubleheader against the Yanks, who are mad for the way that they were just used and abused Friday night. And instead, you end up getting so you get the two and a third out of Ort. And then you get Nick Pavetta, who has gone back into the phone booth and remembered where his Superman outfit is because he gives you three scoreless, damn near perfect innings in relief, ends up getting the W. Chris Murphy, feel-good story of the week. He's at Fenway making his home debut. Local kid done well. His girlfriend is in the stands. She sees him. They're getting massive contributions from guys we would have never even thought would have done anything, let alone made the major league roster this year because they had to expand to 27, if I'm not mistaken, because of the doubleheader on Sunday on the roster, correct? Yeah, okay. But like Tanner Houck on the IL now. Chris Sale there ad infinitum and in perpetuity as well. The, 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 The bullpen has gone through injuries galore. You've got a starting rotation now that is constantly in flux. I mean, if people don't think that the job Alex Cora is doing this year, Coop, is as good a job as he has ever done, then they either don't understand baseball, are overlooking the Red Sox, uh, or or just think that you have to be the best team in baseball to have a manager who's working his ass off and performing miracles on a regular basis. How he even familiarizes himself with these guys, gets their names right as they cycle in and out of the bullpen, in and out of the rotation, and often on his bench is beyond me. So they get it it, it proves why they wanted to come back to him after everything that happened. He, he is like a baseball genius. He's a baseball savant. It's fun to watch him work. And it's, it sucked the -hmm. last two weeks following this team and hearing how people have started to change on Cora. Yeah. He just, he comes out and he tells you, he's like, Hey, the roster is the roster. Mm -hmm. There's only so much I can do with what I'm being given here. And I think this weekend, after we talked about this on the Bradfoe show uh, that's out today is after that Colorado series, that might've been the lowest point of this 2020. That had season. to be the Nade like not using that, SAT words. That was the gut punch, was, they, needed. The gut punch the they needed. That's the Nade yeah, possibly of the season. Yep. Basketball's out of the window. Hockey's out of the window. All the attention was on the Red Sox that week. And it was the worst week possible. 
yeah. they are getting like shelled at all sides, media front mm-hmm. office. It something had to happen and lose first game four two, you lose the second game seven six, you end up whooping up on the Rockies in game three. But but that's what they've done against all these like you win one out of three against the Reds, they're not that good. You win one out of three against the Rockies, they stink. They want you to beat them because they want a better draft pick next year. And yet still here they come in. They were all, all sorts of banged up as well. But the, they're just so maddeningly inconsistent. But but then again, what kind of team are you to expect when, as Alex Cora says, the roster is the roster, and the bull, you know, guys are dinged up in the bullpen. They've, uh, I think, they've batted about forty different guys at this point. How many different players have started for the Sox? What in an opener or starting capacity? Are we up to ten on the season? Oh, I I would say more than that. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's, it's well cr- into double digits. It's well into double digits, and yet. Get this, over the last 24 games, so basically the last third of the season, we're not at quite the halfway point yet on the 2023 MLB season. Over the last third of the season, the Red Sox have the fourth best starting ERA in baseball. It's now down to around 3-5, which is spectacular. To think that they have are pitching to a sub-4 ERA, that this rotation, which is just a, compo- a Frankenstein rotation, a composite of arms, talents, and body parts, it's it's amazing, and yeah, go, a lot of it to me. People don't want to give Heimblum any credit. I mean, I'm sure both both of us would have to watch our backs in public if we ever dared say anything nice about Heimblum Coop. But he's providing the parts. Cora's cooking in the kitchen whenever he can, and these are the guys that step to the mound, make the pitches, make the plays. And despite all of their inadequacies, the mistakes that they've made, they still have it. They they're still alive, and. If you want to like, if you want to still say like, I'm not putting any stock in this particular season. I'm watching this season because I want to see what's to come in in future in future seasons. Then you need to just be through the roof ecstatic for Sunday night's effort because when the Red Sox had their second consecutive Sunday night baseball game, which Alex Cora was none too pleased about last night with prime time and a national audience, the Red Sox win four one. That's great. You get the sweep, the double, the double dipper on Father's Day. But the most important thing, Coop, I mean, people, people need to start getting fired up. Brian Bayo was an absolute animal last night in that start. He's here. He's, here. Hey. He's legit. Uh, they like call they like to call him uh, Baby Pedro. You know, first game you don't even know till two hours before the game. It's TBD right up till ten thirty in the morning. You get Caleb Bort. Oh my God! And somehow they won. But then you get to the evening to look forward to seven innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, three walks, eight strikeouts. This kid is real. I saw Jared Carabas tweeted that like for the first time since 2006, this is the Red Sox developing a stud homegrown pitching prospect. That, of course, was John Lester, who two years later, a year later, would win a World Series and two years later would pitch. Did he throw a perfect game or a no hitter in 2008? He had a no hitter. Both it was a no hitter. Signed up collecting one. Yep. Right. Uh yeah, Bayo is a Bayo's a stud. This kid is the real yeah. deal. Again, I know it's a compromised Yankees lineup. It's the second game of a doubleheader. No Aaron Judge, but trust your eyes. What do you see when this kid takes the mound? He's he. I know the three walks is still a little much, but he's gaining his control. His breaking stuff is disgusting. Like it is yeah. insultingly disgusting. And it's that changeup, the, the dropout oh, on that filthy. That's why, and the reason people call him the new Pedro or the baby Pedro is because mm-hmm. in the off season, Pedro Martinez, the hall of famer. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, you mean uh, my favorite red sock of all time and the greatest pitcher yeah. to ever graced the Mount of Fenway park. Go on. 
yeah, had had himself a decent changeup. And I don't if you're a pitcher that can get by on a fastball and a changeup as your two like pitches, I, mm-hmm. he had an incredible curveball. But that yeah, is how he got batters is on his changeup, and he's now teaching that in the offseason to Brian Bayo. We're seeing that now. Like his final strikeout of the game yesterday was absolutely gorgeous. It just completely dropped out. And if you wanna, if you wanna geek out, go to Baseball Savant. You can look at his pitch charts, and you can see the vertical drop on his pitches. And it's like you said, like the accuracy still needs to be there. You see it a lot on like when he starts trying to gas it up, he loses some of that accuracy. But as far as some of the movement on his pitches, he's he's gonna be one of a kind. Like I, Red Sox fans should be excited. And you bring up. If you're in the position of you're not going to buy on this season and you just want to see how things play out, I think that's how I've been looking at it. This is a bridge year to me. It'd be yeah. great if that they can compete in a bridge year, and that's yes. that's where they are. Like, and boy, you just you just used that's where you Coop, want to be. You just dropped one of the trigger phrases or the catchphrases. The the you, now you have to take a shot phrases. You said bridge year. And I know Sox fans keep wondering aloud, how many bridge years am I to endure? How many times am I going to be told this is still a uh, that I need to trust the process, that this is in development, that it's not quite done just yet. Well, you're going to have to buckle up, strap up, and either decide to stay for the ride or get out now and come back next year, and we'll see if we want to let you aboard the fan wagon. But if you can tell me that we're going to develop some of these guys in the process and you're going to have studs, you can build a team or like Garrett Whitlock, this guy's a stud. If you can keep him healthy, awesome part of the rotation. Tanner Houck is finding his place. Hopefully when he comes back from that facial fracture, he's not intimidated or isn't trepidatious on the mound because, you know, taking something with 105 mile an hour exit velocity off the face from 60 feet, six inches, that'll kind of screw with a guy's mind. Although Houck seems to have the kind of grit and resolve that he'll just probably get right back out there. If I had to bet, I bet he's unfazed by it. Uh, yeah, Bayo's great. I could use... You know what I could use? I could use one more hitter. And no, it's not time to call up Mayer. I wouldn't mind if Cassis really, I know he believes he has impeccable footwork, spectacular defense. He's God's gift to first base, as we heard in a post-game interview last night. From from his mouth to our night. ears. From his, from his mouth to, our, to the ears of babes in Red Sox Nation. I could use just one more hitter to put my faith and trust in as well. Like, you know, I, I know Yoshida, like, he he was great. What do you have, a four-hit game on Friday night after he got a couple nights rest? So yep. they are going to have to load manage him. Like, he, the Sox were told that if you give him, like, a night or two off every week, when his legs get tired, the swing gets a little slower. He's not the same hitter. Uh, this guy might be the AL offensive – like, he could be the rookie of the year this year. Like, maybe it is Yoshida. Uh, hey, I, 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 I might have a future on that. So I, I would love for that to pay out in my favor. <laughs> Uh, and, and you bring up a great boy. point. Like it, the the Red Sox are full of contact hitters right now, mm-hmm. which with the new era of baseball where right. the shift is banned, you can get by on that. And I think that's where baseball is going to start going to. Yep. But you do kind of need two power bats in your lineup right now. Well, Duvall, if, if he gets it back. No, exactly. Devers is supposed to be one. He's been streaky this year. He needs, but you can't always just expect your Haas, like your your biggest and best power hitter to carry the lineup. There is a subtle art known as pitching around where people just make sure they don't give him the cheese he needs because they'll get in situations where like they'll try to live to so the pitchers will and another team will live to fight another day by pitching around him. And they'll say, like, I'll handle or rather I'll deal with Kike or uh, Duvall or somebody else. Uh, if Duvall heats up to back to where he was in April, then maybe we'll be having a different conversation sometime soon. 
So the Sox go two games over 500 now, 37 and 35. They did outscore the Yankees 25 to 8 over the weekend. As I mentioned, the ERA is something to take heart in as well. Uh, these pitchers are doing just a phenomenal job from a tweet the Coop man shared with me pre- prior to the show. Uh, check this out, folks. Uh, the career ERAs against the Yankees. This is what you got to love. Like, this is one of your chief rivals in the division, and I know Tampa's the best team, and we also have to contend with the the lumber uh, up in Toronto and the Orioles who just seem to have the Sox number the last couple of years. Bayo has a 1.44 career ERA against them. Garrett Whitlock, a 1.85. Cutter Crawford, 2.08. And Tanner Houck, 2.39. Grand total this year, that's a 1.98 with 22 earned runs over 100 innings pitched. Like, these guys, like, the, the Yankees may have to start calling the who are these guys rotation of the Red Sox, their daddies pretty soon, Coop, because they have been lights out against them. Now we're off to Minnesota. We got a three-game series, I believe, against the uh, – the Twinkies out at beautiful Target Field in Minneapolis. Four By the way, games, I believe. Oh, four it's a four-gamer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got okay. a little extra in there. I think we have a getaway day, uh, an early start on Thursday. Uh, great great place to take in a game, by the way. One of my absolute favorite <laughs> Target ballparks. Field. Oh, I love it. I just love everything yeah. Minneapolis. Great sports city, great place, great food, good people, uh, and, and good baseball team as well. Tops in the AL Central, but if the Red Sox were in the AL Central, they would be a second-place, if not first-place team themselves as well. So... Uh, this is a big one. Now, see, here we go. Now, damn it, they're doing it to me again, Coop. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to be listening all week long. I'm spending a lot of my time on the Cape, and my favorite thing to do, honestly, after a good day of uh, work, relaxation, yard work, dadding, whatever else comes with it, it's nothing more fun. Grilling your supper. You, I got an old radio. I bring it out in the yard, and I listen to the Shaw's WEI Red Sox Radio Network. Right there. It is the – no, but it is – Baseball on the radio in the summertime is truly the Boston sports fans ASMR. Like it is the ultimate white noise. It keeps you company. It is a friend. It is a lifelong companion. It is a familiar face that you can't see or touch, but you know it so well, all of its details and curves, and you just, you love it. So I'm going to be roped in again. I'm going to be listening all week. And so help me like, uh, they're going to, I, it's I'm, hey. It's better. It's better than being Oakland right now. That's okay. What, for everyone complaining about Heimbloom, it's better than being Oakland. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think anything is better than being Oakland yeah. at this point. Yeah. Thirty-seven and thirty-five. That's right. Just a game behind the Blue Jays, who have been scuffling of late. They should be better than they are. Yeah, Minnesota's thirty-six and thirty-six on the season, and twenty-one and seventeen at home. There's no reason that the Red Sox. Shouldn't who are a 500 team away, 500 team at home, pretty much as well, that they shouldn't be able to go in there. If they win three out of four this week in Minneapolis, that would be big. That could take you to 40 and 36. Start building respectability, get into the race because Coop, if they don't, we're going to start getting the calls and the tweets and the, you know, uh, I got stopped yesterday by somebody random who wanted to talk some socks as I went out to get myself of, uh, some Father's Day beverages, and he just wanted to know what I thought about the team. Could they take the? Could they sweep them? Should I? Should this random dude was like, ah, Fitz, you know, should we? Uh, should I bother investing in this year's team? And I was like, well, yeah, why not? I mean, you got three months till Pat season. Number one and number two, there are a lot of players on this team that are playing their ass off that may be sticking around for a while to come. Like, get to know your new Red Sox. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating puzzle that Alex Cora is putting together on a nightly basis. But yeah, you should buy in on this team. Now they lose a bunch. It could be 
Farewell Jansen, farewell parts. A lot of these guys could be gone by mid to late July. I'm hoping they stick around and I'm hoping that they buy. Thanks for jumping in uh, and putting this together, Coop. This has been Breaking Boston for Monday morning, June 19th, 2023. A good Juneteenth to one and all. A good week to everybody. Let's go, Sox. We will talk to you tomorrow. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And hey, the Red Sox, who are these guys? They're a pretty good baseball team.